Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. The, uh, the what podcast? The podcast for Bonnarubians, by Bonnarubians. Uh, there's Barry Corder with some weird things on his face. Uh, there's Laura Taco with normal things on his face. I'm Brad Steiner. Uh, welcome to the What Podcast, podcast for Bonnarubians, by Bonnarubians. Barry, what has happened to Dad's face? Are you okay? <laughs> is everything you know, right? years of, It's so funny you asked. Years ago, I showed up at my son's baseball practice, and I had been painting the house. So Is that I what looked, that is? You've got paint on your well, face? Well, I, I looked like you would imagine, and one of the other daddies looked at me as I walked up, and he said, you just gave up, haven't you? <laughs> it It cut me right to it. Yeah, it was so perfect, and I was like, "Yeah, pretty much, I've just given up." Um, yeah. I do like how though you uh, you refer to them all as daddies. Oh yeah, it was what all kind of a bunch of daddies. You go to there, Barry. It was a bunch of daddies. What? It was it? a bunch of okay. daddies. Okay. Right. Was this in yeah, Was this, this in New York? Yeah. I don't know. This is. Uh, I don't know. It's just uh-huh. you know we're all doing it. I guess Taco. Look, he's trimmed his three times and it's still right back where it's it was. coming right back out no he's trimmed it three times since the show started <laughs> and it's coming right back out yeah i can't do that so it's just kind of figuring this out and it itches and probably not going to keep it so we'll see and my wife but, hates it so it's kind of a fun thing right <laughs> so you've turned into letterman because that's what dave does like he's done the whole beard and he says he only keeps it because his wife and kid hate it that's exactly right and i watched uh i watched uh <laughs> a couple of uh, between two ferns uh bloopers the other night uh-huh. and uh Zach called him uh, crystal meth santa. <laughs> yeah. Hit a, little, hit a little too close to home, didn't it, Barry? Hit it's, a little too yeah. close to home. I laughed. I laughed cuz <laughs> it, it it felt right. <laughs> so, uh today is a, a weird special one-off episode um with uh Barry's best friend these days. Uh, because maybe not just because they live so close to each other, but they're in the same age demographic. Mitch Ryder. Uh, Mitch now- Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. Devil with a blue dress on. You know, it's funny. I was thinking earlier, and I'm going to take a minute, if you'll give me, if you'll allow this. I tease you. I know. I tease you guys. Uh, I sent you some notes. We were talking back and forth today, and I said something like, uh, let's make sure every." You sent notes? Notes, texts. I didn't read any of that. Yeah, whatever. I didn't read any of that. Yeah, you know. 
notes some of that look uh-huh. i'm not going to say interwebs that's the dorkiest okay. i hate people who say interwebs and google things and whatever but i sent you some notes that said uh yeah you know let's do this when everything's jake and you made fun of me and i do that on purpose uh bob's your uncle all these kind of old timey things and it occurred to me i didn't really mean to be that guy but then I thought, how perfect, because we've got Mitch Ryder coming on. I do mean to do this on purpose, because I think it's important that we recognize and we pay homage, if you will, to some of the some of the old stuff. So Lord I'm going to keep doing it. Um, do, you, do you know what let's keep it Jake means? <laughs> no, I thought that was an autocorrect. So I was like trying to think, imagine what he tried to type. Because he never can type. Jake. He can never text anything correctly to begin with. So well, that's when, true. That is true. So when, I mean, you might as well. Just, hey, young Matt Fowler, come on down to the Nickelodeon. Spend two bits, two bits to get to the Nickelodeon. Two bits. What? Fair more, how backwards do you want to go with your speech? How how far back do you want to go? That's a good question. I don't know. I will say this. I will say this. And, I, and I'm very serious about this. Uh, my kids, when they went away to college, my notes to them, I would just randomly say everything Jake. And I figured... Uh, who, is, who is Jake? You, you've never heard that? I don't know what Jake. I've never heard that. God. You guys. See, this is the thing. I feel like it's my obligation to educate you young whippersnappers. <laughs> All right, well, educate me. Tell, tell us yeah, what I'm it means. Yeah, I'm still trying to get to what it, <laughs> it means. It just means, is everything okay? Is everything okay? And it was, you know, uh, it turns out the letters O and K, less than J-A-K-E. You could have just saved more time saying, is everything okay? Same with Bob's your uncle. You never heard that one either. You still don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just see. I'm gonna keep doing it. It's it's. I feel an obligation, uh, so that when you know you read a book, God forbid you should ever read a book, you know, uh, get get your head out of your phone. Maybe yeah. Uh, but what what it. year do I need to start from before I start getting to Bob's your Jake or Jake's your <laughs> uncle or whatever the hell <laughs> these things are? Like I pre I don't know Civil War or. When does this book need to exist to hear these kind of, oh, phrases that just must be so apparent in the over 70 crowd? Well, this is this is kind of my point. And it, uh-huh. I bring it up because of our guest, Mitch Ryder. Uh, literally, my goodness, we're going to talk a little bit. This guy uh, was the last guy to sing with Otis Redding. Um Jimi Hendrix asked him to be his lead singer in a new band he was putting together. Didn't work oh, out. My uh, old job. Yeah. James Brown and he were friends. I mean, so my point is, I guess, why I'm trying to bring this all around together is you, you need to know this sort of, I feel you need to know this sort of history to understand how we've gotten to where we are. You know, I mean, uh, if you don't know the past if you don't know the guys that got us to where we are bruce springsteen ended his concerts for many many years with a medley of uh mitch Ryder hits uh the the ones you all know jenny with a blue i mean 
excuse me. Um, well, I know, Jenny, but he also he also sings. You know, Santa Claus is coming to town every show. So let's not say that the Bruce Springsteen set is the arbiter of everything that we need to know in musical history. No, but my point is, if you don't know this stuff, you you know you you think Tame Impala invented music or whoever <laughs> picked somebody. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's uh-huh. that's my point. Is, no, I get uh, it, and it's and it's it's exactly right. And um, the uh, more that we talked to him in this conversation that we had the other day, uh, the more that I wanted to keep talking to him. And unfortunately, my phone was like literally on on the on death's doorstep while a massive torrential yeah. tornado tornadic storm was happening outside. So. Um, it was cut short a little bit sooner than I would like. I would like to have him back because this was just sort of like wet my palate on all the things that I, I sort of want to talk to him about and ask him about because, I mean, how many times are we going to be able to get a, a lane, a road into the past like that? Um, you're right. That's exactly, and that's my point. I mean, we're make, you're making fun of me, and I get it, and I, I do it on purpose. You know that. Um, I promise you, you will hear everything is Jake at some point pretty soon. And you're going to be like, Oh yeah, Barry's not exactly wrong. <laughs> but anyway, wait, wait um, okay. Has there been anything that I've said that you've said to yourself, you know what, Brad, he's onto something here. Uh, probably not. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I know it. It's all, I know, uh, and it's fun and I do it on purpose, but, uh, point being, a guy like Mitch, man, that connection, as you as you just said, and I'm and you picked up on it quickly in the conversation, and uh, I mean that guy is so connected to uh, everything you love, R and B, blues. I mean the the stories that he has with James Brown, unbelievable. I mean this yeah. guy. Uh, went- and see that's and that's the thing. I think that you probably sit around with him for hours just hearing him tell stories. I, I would I would hope that he'd be whittling though. I feel like every when I talk to him next time, he should be whittling while he ruminates. <laughs> it's amazing to talk to him. He is the most complicated man I've ever interviewed. Uh, I think I've said that to you. Before. I don't know what that means. What do you mean by that? Uh, Mitch Mitch started at fourteen, and just the stories and the history. Uh, he was an integral part of. Detroit music in particular, but not Motown, Mm. if that makes sense. So, I mean, as Motown is developing, Mitch, everyone thought he was part of Motown, but he wasn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was very much part of the R&B, the rhythm and blues movement. Uh, James Brown was was asked, who's the, you know, who's the white, who's the white James Brown, basically? And he immediately said Mitch Ryder. What a weird wow. question, though, by the way. I remember. Yeah, you, I know, I, but I know there was so many. Up, I know you brought this up before, but I mean, this is how times are different. I mean, imagine right. if somebody looked at Kanye. Who's the white Kanye? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I think that we'd all be like, this person needs to, to please yeah. leave immediately. But uh, I, I like this chat and I want to come back to it. Um, before we get into it, though, we probably should read uh, off some Patreons uh, and thank them for their enormously uh, gracious support through all of these months and trying, trying times. Which, by the way, can we just as a, as a public just stop saying the term trying times? In these trying times, 
in these difficult times, I, I just can't listen. Challenging to times. In these challenging times, I just can't listen to go. it anymore. It's yeah. it's driving me nuts. Taco, can you use the list that I read last time? Yeah. Because I don't have the current one in front of me. I know, but you're in a different outfit. I don't have the current one in front of me because you caught me well, off I mean, guard. The, the list hasn't changed. Yeah, we actually have one new. We have a new Patreon joined yesterday. Oh, what's her name? Uh, hang on, I can tell you. She signed up but won't get charged until the first. Melanie? Melody? Something like that. Uh, Madison. Oh, this is good. Hudziko? They, they make it easier and easier for us yeah. every time, don't they? They just, they just make it up names for us to read. But a new Patreon. <laughs> Boy, it really, it really would be the best investment of $2 that you could just to try and get Barry to read some of these yeah. names. I, <laughs> yeah, how did this all of a sudden fall to me? When did that happen? <laughs> I, I am almost willing to spend my $10 so you can read five of the most ridiculous names. <laughs> I know. I got what? The, the, yeah, I'm not going to say them. So, yeah. It's when did it fall to me? Um, but we have a new tier on Patreon. Oh, $2 a month. Oh, okay. Um, uh, which, by the way, if you are a Patreon, the, the tiers, we appreciate your support. The tiers are going to uh, change here in the next couple of weeks. Um, it won't affect you at all, but uh, for any sort of new Patreon that uh, joins for the upcoming season next year, we will uh, have a, a, some different tiers, a little bit more streamlined than it was uh, this past year. Uh, but, Barry, yeah. do you want to run through them? Well, the, uh... Uh, I, I was, what I was trying to say is we have oh. a new tier. And it's for $2 a month. It's a virtual thumbs up. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So, so we say your name you, and we give you a virtual thumbs up? This, this gets you your name read on the air by Barry, which is okay. why this name is so great. Okay. So, yeah, sign up and put in the most complicated name you can think of sure. for Barry to read. <laughs> yes, and then um, we'll give you a thumbs up. Now, if you, if you yeah. give more money, do you get a double thumbs up? Well, it goes from the double, it, no, it goes from the thumbs up to the virtual uh -huh. high five, the virtual... Ah. Fist okay. bump, because you know we don't uh, do handshakes. Gotcha. And then the virtual hug. All those, about, all those yeah. are sold out because we we sent out all the merch and everything for that. Mm -hmm. But for the virtual thumbs up, you get you know your name read. You get the secret shows that we do. You get the live streams. Yeah. You get all the all the exclusive content for two. How much money time. does it cost to have um, some virtual naked time? Oh, that's going to be on OnlyFans. Oh, wrong site. Yeah, so that's, 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 uh, that's different from the Patreon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Barry's the one to look up for that, at BarryJC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so some, some, virtual, some virtual physical contact you can be, uh, you can be a part to. Now, uh, you want to go through some of the names there, Barry? You got it? I'm ready still to go? looking for them. Oh, I'm my still... God. I, well, why don't, we, why don't we do this? We'll do the interview, we'll talk to Mitch Ryder, and then we'll come back to it. How about that? And then Russ will have to send it to me. Oh, gosh. I've emailed it to you. That's what <laughs> okay. I've been looking for. Right. I, I can email it to you again. You're, <laughs> you're encroaching on Brad territory. Oh, where okay. You never save anything. You just yeah, ask I know. to send you it kids, again. You kids. You yeah. darn kids. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mitch Ryder, uh, the lead singer of whatever it was. Mitch Ryder, Devil with the Blue Dress, and so many, so many, so many hits on the what podcasts. We're talking to Mitch Ryder, of course, 
Brad, I don't know if you know, Mitch actually played uh, Ichiku. Wow. That's right. <laughs> they changed yeah. the name. Yeah, I, I did so well, they changed the name. <laughs> <laughs> Ichiku, for those who don't know, became Bonnaroo. Uh, Ichiku uh, didn't do very well, if I remember right, uh, but it was it, it proved to... Uh, Ashley Caps that that farm was a pretty good place for a festival, so it became Bonnaroo. But, but was was Ichiku just a complete organizational disaster from your point of view? No, it was it was, a, it was the mosquitoes. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once they solved that problem, then they changed the name. Ichiku I mean, was probably a good name then. Well, Bonnaroo is actually the name of a mosquito killer. <laughs> That's so fascinating you said the the mosquitoes because for over a decade barry and i have every year we look around and we're like you know what's amazing about this farm there's no bugs there might seem like two, <laughs> two we, saw a, we saw a skunk two years ago that's the closest we've gotten to a bug yeah. wow that's yeah. cool isn't that something cool. though i wanted to add that link and and also uh brad to your question and and i want to ask mitch about it but uh he does what once a year at least, sometimes twice a year. You go over to Europe and perform for a for a month. So this quarantine or this pandemic has impacted that. But also, yeah, right now they're not letting Americans into Germany, which is where my my uh, label is in Berlin, my management's in Berlin, uh, and uh, we can't get over there right now. They wouldn't let us in. Uh, however. We have a tour booked and, and sold and planned for February, March, and I'm hoping that uh, either they come up with a vaccine or something dies down so we can do the tour. Because uh, right now, sitting around in America, uh, doing nothing. Well, I'm not actually doing nothing. Barry, as you know, I'm, I'm in the studio, um, and that is a blessing. I swear that's a blessing. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I wanted. I that was the second. Yeah, I that know. was the second thing I wanted to talk about. You're recording a brand new album, and this is. Um, I mean, you're pretty excited about it, right? So far, it's been really good, and uh, you know, coming. A lot of people don't know that I live in Georgia now, but I'm from Michigan. Spent my whole life there, and we always had this sort of a false pride thing about music. We were the best, and uh, I think it was built on the Motown tradition because they were super, super label. Uh, brought a lot of acts out. And so we were always in Detroit anyway, thinking, wow, you know, even though I play all over the country, uh, we thought we were the king. Ooh. And uh, like my choice of word there, I almost said. You can say it. <laughs> you can say it. That's right. We said worse. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what amazed me when we started putting this album together down here, I couldn't believe the talent that's just bleeding to be to be on a, in the studio. And I know up in Nashville, I know a lot of guys from Detroit moved down there, and not just from Detroit, but from everywhere. And you can't, it's hard to get work up there. So we're finding people wanting to come down here from Nashville. That's quite a drive, hour 45, uh, so they can find work. And, and so I was blessed that way. 
when I went to choose uh, instruments for the recording, some of the most incredible talent uh, is, on, is, on, is on my album at this point. And we're just uh, probably about halfway through where we want to be with it. We've got seven songs done, and um, we're, we're looking to do 16 so we can kind of pick and choose. And, uh, there's, there's no time limit, which is good. Because are you are you are you doing most of this from your house? Is that what you said? No, okay. I'm actually going into a studio that uh, FEMA they 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 disinfected before I go in and after I leave. So he's actually is, he's actually doing it, Brad, here in Chattanooga at uh, the Songbird Studio. No I kidding. I think we can go yeah, ahead and it, say it's yeah. It's very very intimate, but it's also there's enough space in there. We never have more than four people in the whole studio at one time. So we have a lot of spacing. I wear a mask in there, except when I sing and, uh, or rob a bank. And uh, those, those, uh, it's working out. You know, we're very, very cautious uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a middle-aged man anymore. So I have to worry about my health. And um, I do have one or two of the or pre-existing conditions they talk about. And so I need to uh, be very careful. And I've been in the studio multiple times now with no after effects. And so I, it's a very safe environment. And the people I'm working with are very knowledgeable and talented. And it's, it's been a fulfilling experience. And it sure as heck beats uh, sitting around the house wondering what to do because you know, uh, you can't, this, this industry that live entertainment that I've made my living on for 51 years, it's, it's probably gone for, if it ever comes back, for a couple of years. And I'm watching uh, the industry try to imagine and create different sort of uh, outlets to, to earn uh, money from artists performing but uh, it, nothing's worked yet. And now you see big arena type things with, with uh, organized sports. And they're having to, <laughs> those big cardboard fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. That. I can't, I can't wait for, I can't wait for the concert series where they start adding fake crowd noise too. Uh, because if it was not awkward for sports, imagine how awkward it's going to be when they start trying to pump in fake anima and pyro pyrotechnics for uh, right, fans. Right, right. Yeah. Well, we'll let Great White do that. <laughs> yeah. Can I let me let me insert just just real quick because um, I want to talk about the record and I think it's interesting, Brad. I don't, I've talked to Mitch many many times, and so well, for people who our friends. Did he go to get another? Oh, he went probably probably went to the restroom because he's been drinking his PBRs. So yeah. this, this is not unusual. <laughs> this is not yeah. unusual. That was the first. That was the first beer I was aware of. Was Pabst Blue Ribbon. So, yeah. so Taco Lord Taco sort of operates a lot like I don't know your your drunk grandfather who just sort of wanders in and out of the room. And... <laughs> what? Well, as long as he keeps his hands off my kids, I'm safe. Somebody's getting a storm. So what I was going to say, just a quick sort of uh, thing about this record. Uh, and Brad, I don't know. I mean, 
Mitch and I have talked many times. Mitch has stories about his times is with James Brown, um, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, the history is unbelievable. And what's interesting about this record, right, Mitch, is you're bringing all of those influences that you've had um, over the years, right? I mean, uh, you're known for Devil with a Blue Dress on and Jenny Take a Ride and DC Ryder, but this is you're doing some jazz, some blues, all of it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, you, you can only <clears throat> fit so much of that uh, onto one recording. Uh, if you uh, were an avid Mitch Ryder fan, you would, uh, number one, be aware of the fact that I have 34 CDs to my credit. Seven of those don't, I don't know, because they're live recordings. So 34 minus 7 leaves you 20-something. I don't have enough fingers in front of me. Uh, and, and all of those touched on really different parts of music. Um, I never really got pigeonholed into one little box, which is what they like to do in the business. So-and-so, uh, -so. oh yeah, the R&B singer, so-and-so, oh yeah, the, the high rocker, so-and-so, you know. And, and so if you can't put a title on something, it's not easily so the name Mitch Ryder has been scattered over all these different kinds of music, especially when you listen to the European collection, uh, the stuff I did, the five albums out of Hamburg, six albums, uh, and the other seven that had come out of Berlin, and then uh, there were two in France. So those touched on all these different parts. Of, uh, I love music, and uh, I've done... Is That's it right there? Yeah, it's a storm. It's a, That's right it's, there. The storm, Mitch, is in, the storm is in Barry's brain. Just kidding. <laughs> Mitch, when, but but when, when, you're, when you're making a decision on a song, an album, are you asking yourself what kind of, what kind of you know, genre or format you want it to be? Or are you saying, I'm going to allow the song to sort of live where it needs to live, and I'll worry about genre later? Well, I, I don't think um, specifically about, for example, uh, a country with music that is indigenous to that country. However, I find myself somewhere in my mind pulling rhythms, drum rhythms, uh, bass lines, uh, guitar parts from throughout my travels that I've, I've heard and remembered. And so I'll, I'll take that information and create a song around it. And then somebody will say, oh, that sounds like a, a Slovakian polka, you know, and I'm going, well, I'm sorry. That's not what I intended, but, you know, it's, <laughs> this guitar line just really appealed to me. And that's how it ended up. And so I've gotten a, a, a lot. Well, to get back to Barry's question, the album contains as much diversity as you can have in the limitation of information that you can put on one, one recording. Now, there are no longer limitations because, I mean, if you want a CD, I know what we used to do with the old LPs. When we got done with them, we'd put them in the oven and they would curl up in the form of a bowl and we would use them for ashtrays. I don't know what happens now with CDs when you microwave them or burn them. 
but uh, apparently now that you just stream your music, you can have an album that has 150 songs on it, I guess, if you're capable of creating them, you know. Would I be right or wrong? Yeah, you can put them out. Yeah, and we was, talked about it on this show that there my, are my, Sp my Spotify playlist has thousands of songs on at a time. That's that's the new LP. And and that's exactly what we talked about, Mitch. Is that you know nobody uh, nobody wants to hold it to a particular genre anymore. We all listen to different things. Oh yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Because I love different things. Uh, right. I'm glad that uh, you know other people feel that way now because it was getting pretty rough. Uh, however, I have to say that um, when I was inducted into the Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame, I did accept that as an honor. Uh, that's a tough nut to crack. Uh, I, I was welcomed into that club. And Pretty I'm sure you, you're the only uh, white guy in there, right? Well, living is only white. That's I right. I like to point out the fact that I'm still living. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a key word. I'm sorry I left that out. <laughs> yeah. Kind of important. <laughs> so I, I have some skill sets in that um, genre of music. Um, the, the, the pure, saintly-sounding clarity of the 1965 through 69 Mitch Ryder is uh, not with me anymore. Uh, not so much because of age, as you might suspect, but, um, you know, I did have the throat operation a couple of years ago, Barry. Um, and things have changed, but I can still sing pretty. I can really sing pretty, but... It's a different sound, um, and it's not its not what I had before having the throat operation. I'm just glad, you know, you are, uh, there was a, a lady up in, uh, uh, at Motown. Uh, she got throat cancer, and she died, and uh, I'm glad that, you know, I didn't die. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I can still sing. <laughs> Can you can you tell uh, the story, Mitch? Because it really, um, I still think about it. I never I never thought about it until you put it this way. You guys, the you and the Detroit Wheels were going to open for I don't remember which English band, and uh, you kind of got mad because the girls only wanted to hear uh, English yeah. bands. Yeah. And uh, can you tell that story? It's one of my favorites. It was, uh, unfortunately, Dave Clark. And uh, we were the, at the time, we were the hottest local band that they had seen forever. Uh, Motown actually would come to this venue, and we would headline over them, even though we didn't have a record. And they were they were coming to do their hits, you know. We uh, were very popular, so we got the nod to be able to open for our, our producer had something to do with it in New York to open for Dave Clark. And they put us in these little dressing rooms, you know, the old Masonic temple, and the windows were like little cracks. They weren't windows you can raise up and down. They were just little wind windows that you wind them and they open up that much. And there was no room to even put your head out. But all the girls in Detroit falling in love with the grit which we hated and still hate today for that reason. The simple fact that they were British made them popular, right? 
little haircuts and, and that, that accent. In fact, the number one radio station in Detroit actually hired a British guy for prime time uh, disc jockey simply because of the way he talked. I mean, that's how stupid those Detroiters were at that time. So we were pissed off about that to begin with. And then the fact that we had to, you know, be stuck in that hot dressing room. So I just tried to see, to get some fresh air. And I stuck my hand out the window by accident. And a thousand girls began to scream. And I'm going, what the? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so I said, hey, guys, watch this. And I stuck my hand out and they'd scream again. And I stuck it out and they'd scream, scream again. And we looked at each other and we said, this is bullshit, man. We're going to burn these motherfuckers. We got to do this. So we went down to open for Dave. I called him poor Dave after that night. Um, and God, we did everything we knew. Everything I had learned coming up through the black club uh, as a singer, everything I had known about onstage performance by watching James Brown, everything the boys in the band loved about urban music, everything they loved about rock and roll. Uh, I took off my clothes. We switched instruments. Uh, the drummer would play bass. The bass player would play guitar, on and on and on. I, I would leap around like some kind of half-naked uh, moon dancer. And we got done. We were exhausted. We went over like 15 minutes. And uh, the girls went nuts. And cool. So we left. And we were walking past them as they came out to the stage. And we just let a collective <laughs> like that. And when they went on stage, we, we stood by the side to watch and see if we had poisoned the water enough. And uh, we did. We, <laughs> we had stolen the cell phone because they got out there and did the very British thing, just standing straight, playing and looking, you know, shaking your head side to side like this, like like Ray Charles with eyes, you know. It was like, <laughs> it was weird. So, uh, I love that. I love that story and the other, and, and one more, um, the James Brown uh, dropping to your knees. <laughs> James was... Yeah, he's, he's, he's a funny guy. It was a funny guy. We knew each other. Um, and so I came, uh, he came to Detroit to play. And I went to see him. And I had no trouble. And the door, the door opened. And James is sitting across the room under one of those big, do you remember those, those hair dryers that looked like the nose of a rocket ship? You know? Uh, he was under one of them. And so I walked in and I'm James, it's Mick. How you doing? And, and he goes, Yeah, can't hear. Come a little closer. So I walked about halfway across the room. I said, James, it's Mick. How you doing? He had that big grin. He goes, take here. Come a little closer. I guess like maybe two feet from him. He goes, James, it's Mick. How the fuck are you doing? Hey, here, hey, here. 
get down in front of him, looking up at him, on my fucking knees, and he started clapping the back up. That's exactly where he wanted me. Yeah. On my knees in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you make me think about something really interesting, considering um, you had so much interaction with urban music, if, if that's even what we call it anymore, but you had so much exposure to maybe black artists and black culture, and while so much was going on in the world, so yeah. much was changing around you. James Brown being part of a, a, a giant movement for civil rights, vis-a-vis what's happening today, really? I got to imagine that's going to, it's a very odd perspective that you have on, on, the, on, the, on both, both bookends of it. Well, my association with my, my uh, black friends in Detroit uh, was well into the... Uh, the unrest there that culminated in the uh, riots that were occurring in Detroit. We were all aware of it. Uh, me and the, the members of my group. Uh, I'm talking about the Pep Small, the black group I was with. And we, this is going to sound weird, but we wanted to shield ourselves from, from we weren't thinking of civil rights. We were thinking that money in America solves every problem you might have. And so our, our, our combined goal was success, tons of money, rise above the fray, you won't be involved because money in America speaks the truth. And we all believe that any civil rights matters that were do or forthcoming could be handled uh, by claiming uh, huge amounts of money and success. And to some degree that's true, but um, as I became famous and became more aware of the uh, gravity of integration and civil rights, I, I did, for example, a, uh, I think it was a 13 city or, or plan to be a 13, we ended up doing seven city tour of arenas with uh, Wilson Pickett using his band and me using my band. And the purpose of the, the express purpose of the tour was to bring my white fans and his black fans together. And Wilson, uh, also went out of his way to introduce me to the Apollo crowd, which was quite rare at that time as well. Um, so we became sort of semi-activists. Uh, we weren't marching in the streets at some times, but we were putting people together as a social experiment to, to see, you know, if that... And, you know, with young people, it's not a, an egregious thing. Uh, as it is with old folks in this country now. Uh, today's youth, and, and I know this because we have uh, children and grandchildren now, but the young people today are more quickly ready to judge you by your character, by what you're worth as a human being, than by the color of your skin. 
And um, that was something we were blindly uh, looking for uh, back when I had started out. Then when I got away from the, uh, the urban scenery and became sophisticated, <laughs> I was living in New York City where all the intelligentsia of the friggin' world lives, right? I mean, the first time that that theory was debunked was when I had to start stepping over homeless people in, in Manhattan. I realized it wasn't the center of the universe at that point. So, uh, but anyway, uh, when I when I wrote, wow, well, somebody just whoa, don't flush that toilet again. <laughs> Maybe there's so few planes leaving Chattanooga now. I thought maybe one had just crashed. No, I think that's a, that's a storm in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's raining down on me here. Um, so anyway, you got me talking, but I, I lost my train of thought when we heard you talk. Yeah. I mean, I, it's 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 just fascinating to me because because for for as long as it's been, sometimes it feels like we haven't gotten anywhere, and. You being well, on we the have, front lines of it, you being on the front lines of it then, and then having now? to see it all come no. back around again is 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 got to be a very strange thing for you. Um, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know. In your opinion, has it gotten better, or does it all just feel the same? No, it. it there have been changes, but one thing that has not changed. Um, there was a, a city adjacent to the city of Detroit where I had a friend. And I took the, two of the black members of the group, the peps that I was in, out to Dearborn. And the mayor of Dearborn was a staunch racist. And I'm driving along with the guys in the car, and I'm talking to them, and all of a sudden I look in the mirror and I don't see them anymore. Like they had bailed, jumped out of the car. I'm going, what the fuck? Where? And they're crouched down, hiding, while I'm driving through Dearborn. And, and I, I said, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? What's going on? They said, we're in Dearborn. And I go, wow. What? How does that happen that you have to hide driving through a city? And we get pulled over. And uh, I had my dad's car. And uh, they took him to jail, and they let me go. And, and so law enforcement has not changed that much from what I have known uh, in terms of, of, of uh, young black men. Uh, but there have been other uh, uh, breakthroughs uh, in, in different professions, in, in politics, uh, in, in the middle class, uh, um, there, there are changes and there are a lot of places where uh, the color of your skin does not determine your worth. Uh, unfortunately, the pie that we're eating out of is, is only so big. That's right. And, and yeah. You know, nobody's willing to give up. It's like if, if I had eight pieces of pie and it was the last piece of 
pie I had, and you were the nicest guy in the world, and you wanted some of it, you begged for it, you marched outside my house for it, you wanted that piece of pumpkin pie, and it was the last one I had, I'd still be thinking about, man, pretty soon it's going to be snowing on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it's back, and it's back to your, and it goes back to your original point, which was, you're all just trying to make money. Right. You're and, all and, trying to in make America, money. In America, money is God. And, uh, and you can say all you want about religion and churches and, and the Christians and whatever, but there's nothing that money can't do in this country. And that's, and that, why, that's, and that's why I, truth. and that's why, and that's why I, I just don't know, um, watching, I just watched this Miles Davis documentary the other night. Uh, I and love Miles. Yeah. It just, uh, it, it just doesn't feel like much has changed. When it, when you, when you break it all down to what, what it's about and what, what is the core issue on a lot of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about, you know, improprieties and, and how overwhelmingly, um, racist, some of just basic policy, but at the end of the day, it's all about money. And it's about money. It's about opportunity. And like I said, we're living in the, the, the only pure capitalistic country left on the face of the earth. And there's nothing wrong with that per se, except that, like I said, they only baked one pie and it's only big enough. So you're going to, without education, uh, without the funding for the education, without the opportunities being presented to not only minorities, pal, because I want to tell you something, we grew up poor. We were what you call white trash, okay? And so it's not just Latinos and Blacks, it's white folk that can't bust through that economic barrier either. And so for that reason, I don't think it's racist. I think it's a class issue, and I think that would be addressed uh, only through a revolution, probably. Well, I, I tell you, I think there's um, there's so many stories that we could probably ask you about. There's probably so many, uh, you know, twists and turns that we could uh, dive into. And I hope that in the in the future we'll get another chance to to weave our way through some of uh, the 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 sometimes ridiculous that you probably the, got. Pat, the stained fabric your, uh, of my quilt. Yeah, he's got he's got some good ones. <laughs> for yeah, sure. I, I I hope we get to do it again soon. Good luck on the album, and uh, hey, we'll be the first ones there when you want to uh, when you want to play a song. We'll be the first ones to leak it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that way. I don't like to you know uh, leak, leak things out. I'm going to finish it first. Yeah. We we have a goal. We want to get the 16 songs recorded by November, and the reason we're taking our time. Is because of you the got virus. time. What the hell else are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow I'll be in the studio for half an hour. Why? Because I want to be able to come all year long. Yeah, so, very nice. But it's a good people. I I, I don't uh, care. I love the winters down here. I don't like the oppressive hot summers. Um, I'm getting to know enough people. Uh, to where I feel uh, the friendship that's available in outreaching to, to folks that come down here. And it has nothing to do with uh, uh, it being the South. It, it just has to do with good people. Uh, the only thing is uh, I landed smack dab 
in the middle of the Bible Belt, but not exactly the Bible Belt. We're actually under the buckle of the Bible yeah. Belt. Yeah, <laughs> I call it the gut sweat of yeah. the Bible Belt. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And what can I tell you? That's where my faith is. But I don't, I don't believe in it as a business profession. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's you know, and once again, money. Well, you got a uh, you got a good tour guide and Barry Corder right up the road from you. So you're gonna be all right. <laughs> well, he's also gonna be my my uh, sort of armored vest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just walk behind him. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah. That and shadows. Yeah. Vince, no, thank you so day. much. Yeah, you have a good day, and you know, you kind of know what's going on with me. Uh, and uh, I, I I hope that. Uh, this podcast uh, thing amongst the other ones that are out there is attractive to people. I know it should be attractive to people in New Jersey, New York, because I know all of them creeps. And uh, it should be attractive to people in Michigan. And I have some friends in Southern California, too. So there you have it. All right. Thanks so much. We, we welcome you. We welcome all. See you guys. <laughs> hey, time for you to take another piss. the what podcast the podcast for bonnaroovians by bonnaroovians there's barry there's lord taco i'm brad uh great chat with mitch Ryder, and i'm serious about this if it wasn't for the storm that uh was was tearing down my street or um the uh, audio issues and, and my phone dying i would have talked to him for hours and hopefully we can get him back on the show because i feel like there's a lot of stories that he is dying to tell somebody. And I would like to be the guy that he, you know, you know, just stumbles onto one day and decides to pour it all out. One. That would be, that would be pretty magical. I have a feeling we could sit around for an hour and a half just talking to Mitch Ryder if we wanted to. Oh, he's got plenty of stories and uh, the, the, the name dropping is amazing. And that's the, that's Oh, the he loves the name drop, doesn't he? he loves uh, no, it's drop. not. That's what I'm saying. It's not like that. It's, uh, it's, it's just real. It's when he mm. says it, you know, <laughs> he isn't kidding. You know what I mean? He's right. not name dropping. He's not trying to impress you at all. He doesn't care. Um, <laughs> that's, Boy, that's what I Taco is very saucy today. <laughs> he is really, really punchy. No, look, I, I like look. saucy Barry. <laughs> look, uh, saucy Barry. Now I'm saying on only fans. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's be real. I mean, you, Brad, you're, you know, you've been in this business. You've met celebrities. You've met people. I don't care. Uh, I don't care I who one. you are. I am one. I, I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm that you're talking to me. Stunning. It's stunning isn't it? It's to me. stunning. Yes. Yeah. Let me put it this way. The fact that you're talking to me means about as much as, uh, any of the other ones. So, I appreciate uh, that, Barry. I really do. That yeah. means a lot. It means a lot. Yeah. Boy, I can really feel the love today. You yeah. should. There's so uh, but, much positivity radiating here. So speaking of uh, speaking of uh, Brad always being right, because uh, I know <laughs> that's what we were talking about. I was scrolling through because you know, I live in New Orleans now, and I was scrolling through a local New Orleans Instagram feed, and they happen to have a shirt that's printed Calliope. With the proper pronunciation under the word. No, it's, it's Calliope. And it says, if you're not local, you don't know how to say the word. So, welcome to Brad being right. There's well, even a shirt the that proves it. 
You're not local. <laughs> I'm uh, here now, and I ouch. know how to pronounce the word. Ouch. I, I know it's, how to it's pronounce the word. The people we, we here, have... the people here say it Calliope. Just like, okay, let me, let me spell a word for you real quick, okay? B U R. I can end. I can end this. I can end this, Brad. Uh-huh. What's the little What's the little city south of Ringgold? That would be Lafayette. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. How does the rest of the universe say it? Okay. No, that's not correct. The rest of the universe does not say Lafayette. The only your universe says Lafayette. Only the people of Chattanooga and Lafayette say Lafayette. Nowhere only else the people in, the world. in New Orleans say Calliope. No, nowhere in the world do they say. No, okay, so how would you say how would you say the colors of the Washington Redskins? Do you know the colors of the Washington Redskins? I'm just gonna guess uh, yellow. No. Green it's, bur- it's burgundy and gold. But here it's burgundy. So there are certain ways they say words that are different. And and because because Bonnaroo is essentially built out of New Orleans culture because of Superfly. It carries over. The reason why it's Calliope, and the reason why they say it's Calliope, by the way, is because nobody that still runs it is from New Orleans and has the Superfly connections anymore. But if you ask anybody with the Superfly connections what that word is and how you say it, they'd say Calliope. Well, we asked the guys at C3, and they said Calliope. Not part of any <laughs> New Orleans culture like Superfly was. It's and all it about back to Greek mythology, right? Yeah, the, uh, the Calliope stage I mean, has nothing to do with New Orleans. Has nothing to do with New Orleans. You're, I mean, you can wrong, wrong, wrong. Okay. No, yeah, they moved the they moved the hill too. They moved, they moved the damn hill. Those Calliope people moved the hill. Barry, you've had 45 minutes to get the names of the Patreons. Karen Sheets, Timothy Proctor, Aaron Carlson, Liesl Condor, David Grimes, Phil Hanley, Chloe Hannon, Benjamin Wells, Tori, where do you go? Musical Antlers, Mary T, Skyler, Melanie, and Jesse Feldman, Parker Reed, Dan Sweeney, Joshua Herndon, Lauren Edholm, Nick Yeatman, Tyrone Basket. Evan Brown, Ross McNamara, William Richards, Clay Wilhoyt, Sean McCarthy, Ryan Mathewson, Chelsea Davis, Lucy Young, Jason Hazelbaker, DK, Linda Doles, Jacob Marty, Andrew T. McBride, Justin Nigro, David Salano, Catherine Riccio, Meredith Rittman, Daniel and Charla Hort- Horton, the Rubus folks, Sean McCain, David Henson, Brooke Tussey, Ella, Ella from Signal Mountain, and Taco. Do you know who our who's our new person? We just got a new person. Do you remember? Oh, you're gonna make me read the name. Yeah, mm. you guys are putting me on the spot. I'm gonna give a little love back. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Madison. It's Madison. Um, and you know what? I'll just I'll just put the I'll just put the name up on the screen so you can watch on YouTube and see the name. How about that? We need to you give know, her some love. She's new. Yeah, I mean, welcome, we got a new Patreon. That's absolutely. amazing. Welcome yeah. to the fa- welcome to the family, Madison. Um, what you are seeing for the first time is, I think the. Uh, I'll just put it this way, Barry. Did you get a new shower head? <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. Right? Are you having some this pressure gonna issues? The, is this going to be our new direction? Are you having some pressure issues over there in 2B, Jerry? Are you having some? Are you having some pressure issues? It's the water pressure. It's the water it's been, pressure. It's, 
It's been a swimming pool day. I told you that. It's yeah. been a swimming pool day. All right. Um, well. Yeah, please watch on YouTube so you can see Barry's hair. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please watch on YouTube so you can see my hair. Nobody wants to see your hair. You should. Damn it, you should. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else There's to get through? There's a screenshot right there. Thank you. Anything else to get through today before we uh, sign off until the next glorious day that we... Uh, Are we done? I just we... opened a new beer. You just throw... Yeah. What, hey, How what is are we that different do? than any other day? <laughs> What are we going to do? We need to talk about, and I don't know if we want, I mean, we can edit this out, but everyone should have gotten their uh, swag. Oh, yeah. We need to get, we need to get those guys on, on to talk about it. We need yeah, to have some debates about, about the mixtapes. Uh, we need to yeah, get pictures is, of everybody with their stuff. This and, is a great idea. I meant to, the, uh, the, the white Hillary asked me about this last night. We need to see, um, that we should do a poll, right? Um, of whose mixtape you like better, Brad, Brad or Brad. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it would be nice to get some people on who have received and consumed the mixtapes and yeah. see, see what and they, they think. Yeah. They love it, they hate it, whatever. I I mean, I don't care. I'd like to hear some feedback. And we need to, we also need to probably, I think we talked about making the uh, mixtapes available to everybody, right? Maybe just open them up on Spotify and uh, let people listen. uh, Well, whatever we want to do. That's what we we can put out a playlist. Yeah. I just want to hear that. And, you know, Russ, you start, you created the, the phone, um, the, the phone. Uh, you invented phone the phone. The phone yeah. Congratulations, phone thing. you did it, yeah. buddy. I can't. Here it believe is, right here. We are. <laughs> we, the phone. The phone thing. Alexander Graham Taco, right in front of us. <laughs> Who knew? We had him. What are we doing yeah. a podcast about Bonnaroo for? We've got the inventor of the phone. We got the phone thingy, um, and I want to. You know, we we need to give that number back out. Let's and, give the number back out. Yeah. Um, do you remember what it is? I know that the last four digits are taco. You know, we really should not do shows in the afternoon anymore because Barry is all over the place today. Yeah, I told you it's a pool day. Is it four two three? Was it six six seven taco? Four two three, six six seven, seven eight seven seven, and I'll put it on the screen. Okay. So there's there's something else for you to watch. Um. Yeah, so we set up a voicemail box where you can call in and tell us whatever you want to tell us. Tell us your favorite Bonnaroo memory. Tell us what you were looking forward to in in 2020. Tell us tell us how much you like my hair. Tell us how much you like Brad's hair. Tell us Calliope. how to pronounce Calliope. Calliope. Tell call us in, if they move the hill Calliope. or not. They move the hill. Um, yeah, call in. Leave a, a voicemail. We'll listen to them. We'll play some on the air. We'll talk about them. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, Leave the, a review uh, of the three six six seven taco. In uh, fact, three six seven seven eight seven seven. It could be you singing along to the mixtape. That would be great too. We would love to hear you sing yeah. some of the mixtape. Um, yeah, yeah I love it. Call. Um, voicemail. Yeah, and 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 if you've gotten your uh, your Patreon package, uh, yeah, send us the pics. Model it, my friend. Model the uh, the shirt. Yeah. Put the put the sticker put the on your nipples. On. I don't care what put you need to do. On. Let's see it. Let's see show it. Show us show us what you're drinking in your koozie. Show me that koozie. Yeah. Show me that koozie. 
Yeah, it's it's very it's a very exciting time. Um, you know, we've got to figure out. Like, I feel as though that that the stuff that we are putting out may just be as interesting as Bonnaroo. <laughs> well, considering there's no being put out, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's uh... <laughs> yeah, it's tough times. Tough times. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, inter- I, I want to see it. I want to hear what you think. Um, and by the way, even if you don't like the mixtape, that's fine, too. No, that's no, that's what I want to hear. We're, we're open that's, to criticism. That's the point of the mixtape. The mixtape is supposed to be a representation of you, the person making the mixtape, um, showing off and, and seeing if you can expose somebody to something different and new. And uh, by the way, I re-listened to, of course, mine. The other night, and Me too. a lot of change, a lot of a lot of weird choices I made. I would have really made some different decisions. <laughs> I have a, I, I'd like a re-edit. I'd like to go back and start this one over again. I'd like to redo the mixtapes. I'd like to do another version of them. Well, that's the to, thing. We, we could make it a seasonal thing next season when we reopen the tiers. We can put out a new mixtape. Man, I, I'll go one step better. You could do it each season, not the season of the show, but for for winter, for fall, for spring, for summer. Like yeah, the, every can, every season, we could season make it a subscription. That's right, absolutely. Oh, a yeah. subscription. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Look well, at us. What I like working I, this out. I actually listened to yours fly. yesterday. I, I stumbled across it for some reason, and and uh, huh. there's actually a couple of artists on there that we might actually be able to get on the show that you had on yours and uh, maybe some others so is it repeat repeat again <laughs> no oh, okay. it's not actually <laughs> i won't say who because we may not get him but i'm pretty sure we will so. i really like taco found that one funny i really made that i made that makes me very happy i know i just I know. love having repeat repeat on yeah it'd be really yeah. great if Jared just popped in right now because he has access to the, the link. He's, he could just still in here. He could, he, he, could sign, he could join the group. He could join, join the call. Yeah. Jared, the, if you're listening. Yeah, I just, on, if we did, I, if he did sign in, I just want to hear Kristen say, be sweet. <laughs> I just want to hear her yell yeah. from the other room. Be no, sweet. <laughs> before, the, before the show started, he texted me. They're on their way back from camping and uh, she's listening to Taylor Swift. So we won't be hearing nice. from them for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, very random episode of the What Podcast. Uh, be sure to, by the way, we don't say this enough. Thank you for, one, being a, a listener, being a, a viewer, uh, being a Patreon to the What Podcast. But more than that, if you could uh, go to your iTunes store or anywhere you get the app or, or any on your apps or anytime you get the show, wherever you get the show, wherever you get the show, uh, be sure to rate it and review it. It really helps with the whole search feature thing in the um, in the algorithm stuff. That's a taco question, but it really, it really does. If you uh, rate and review, even if it's a one, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Be fine uh, any interaction you can do, if you want to leave a review, if you want to share, if you want to give a thumbs up, a follow, yeah. a subscribe, yeah. we really appreciate it. Yeah, it helps a lot. All right, for uh, Lord Taco, for Barry, I'm Brad. We'll talk to you uh, sometime in the future. On the web podcast. Bye. Love you. Bye. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.